When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to the Brenton Not On Tour Quarantine Cast. So far, he's taught you about good coffee. Damn, Jimmy, this is some serious gourmet shit. Good music. I'm like this, you know, and then that becomes your thing. Music just does that. And the secrets to good travel. Exits. Okay, there's one back here. And there's uh, probably one over by the wing somewhere. Now, thanks to COVID-19, he's here to make sure that you're all good during this time of social distancing and self-isolation. So sit back and enjoy as he broadcasts from any number of exotic locations like Costa del Balconia, La Isla del Garage, Playa del Living Room, and the always magical Puerta Bacchiarda. And don't worry, he's already had the coronavirus and beat it. Still, maybe keep a mask handy. Here's BD. Hey friends, welcome to a very awesome, cool edition of the Brenton Not On Tour quarantine cast. I'm kind of hanging out with my good friend, one of my best friends in the whole world, uh, uh, staple in my life, uh, basically responsible for all this great stuff that's happening in, in my world as far as music and all the rest of it. The very excellent Christmas Yeti. How are you doing, sir? Hi, I'm doing good. Hey, hey man, we're just hanging out. It's very good. We are in your uh, bat cave. What are you calling this? It's my Where office. Just my office. office. You don't have a nickname? Not yet. It's pretty new. Well, it's Machete Comics. I just got to get where those pictures are that I've, that I've done. I got to get a big sign there. It says Machete Comics. There's a recolor. There's where I draw and come up with stuff. And of course I have two other artists that are doing gigs for me. One's in Oshawa and one's in uh, Nova Scotia, Lonnie. Where's the New Brunswick. So I have a writer, writer in New Brunswick and I have an artist writer in Oshawa and the head office is here. This is new. So adding on to like the thousand things that you're already doing with uh, teaching. Yeah, but I'm slowing that down. I'm slowing that down. That was slowing down to slowing down to teaching or you, or the, or, the teaching. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm just down. I'm keeping 20 students uh, and that's it. And uh, just serious students. And then, uh, yeah. And I'm focusing a hundred percent now on my comic book company, Machete Comics, my wife and I, and uh, it seems like the time to do it. I've, uh, I started out with the band thing that I thought was going to be my legacy to leave everything. And then it turns out to be a starting point to my school that I thought was going to be my legacy. And then it turns out that that's, you know, the school's cool, but and I love teaching kids, but I've just lost my passion to make it grow any bigger than it is. So did, it, did you find, do you find that it's like um, you lost the passion because you've regained this other passion? Um, so no, for, for a I, long time, you weren't drawing for a long time. You're just teaching yeah, yeah. and now drawing's back and you're killing it. And all the shit you're doing is awesome. is rad. Oh, thank you. But I'm just wondering if it's like, yeah, is no, that I know they come back. Yeah, no, I know exactly what you're saying. That's a really good question. No, the answer is because when you saw it, is I had, uh, man, I had a big ass school. Like I was making a lot of money. Um, mind you, the place I was staying at, the, my house that I own, um, but the area was, was like, I, my hydro bill was over $300 a month where I'm living now at $70 a month. Like 300, over $300 a month for a hydro bill, man, that's nuts. 
So I was doing really well, but I was, I was doing concerts with, uh, you know, you were getting me guys from, from groups like Headley from like, uh, oh geez, uh, from Slash's band. And I was doing these great big concerts. I had, uh, I myself was teaching 15 to 20 kids a day. I had over 150 students a week coming in and out of my school. Half of my house was a school. So I had it to the point where I could have made that a really, really huge thing. So the reason that I don't want to do that anymore is because I was kind of on the cusp of that. And that's not where I want to be. That was nuts, man. Um, I was so busy and dealing with so many different personalities uh, and, and situations where you see kids, man, and you would kind of want to step in and help out situations. But that's not your role, man. Your role What's is a half hour man? to teach, right? So you get to that point. And I was actually working from Monday to Friday teaching music and then tearing everything down and doing a comic book school on Saturday and Sunday in, in, in the, the, uh, the jam space area. So I tear all the amps down and bring out drawing tables. And it got to the point that I was my timing with things, right? So I'd start teaching around 11 with, with parents or with, yeah, with adults. And then I'd end around like 10 o'clock. Right. So, you know, <clears throat> excuse me, your dinner time and everything shifted up. And I like to drink a bit too. So you end up doing a bottle of wine on an empty stomach while you're stressed out before you eat. And then you eat at like 12 at night and you go to bed. Oh my gosh. Right. So I, you know, I don't remember. I was in the hospital for about a week yeah. with uh, pancreatitis because just my stomach was so messed up and I wasn't eating. And yeah, I was like thin as a rail. It was really bad. So to answer your question is I was almost there. I experienced it and it put me in the hospital, man. So I had, uh, there's no way I was going to do that again. And when I did let things get out of my control and I wasn't like, you know, oh, I'll just let the, I'll hire all these kids and I'll hire an adult to work here. Nah, it wasn't. And I had people complaining saying, you know, wow, this, this is great, but you know, that you're giving thinning, me, the, thinning the herd out. Well, yeah. the parents would come to me and say, this is great. Yeah. You're giving me a time at your school. Um, but you're not teaching me and this guy sucks or, you know, yeah, this isn't, yeah. he's not really working as hard as I see you working. So I want you to teach my kid. So it all, anything, when you own something like that with so many different people and you're dealing with kids, it all comes back on you. And man, I was always thinking of my school. I was always thinking of the kids, the parents, you know, there's times where people hadn't paid me for like three, four months. Right. And the kids are still being dropped off for lessons. So it got to the in that town too. We were in Port Perry, which is, you know, there's loaded with money. Anyone that's listening around Port Perry is like a suburb of Toronto, which in essence what's suburb of Oshawa, but it's a, it's a, it's a beautiful little town. It's really cool. It's, it's got a, a it's on a lake. It's great, but it's, there's money there. And there's, there's also not money there. <laughs> no, true. So there's, there, there's, there's two different there's people, spectrums, right? There's, there's people, two different spectrums. There's the yeah. people that have grown up there and are just afraid to leave. Yeah. So they stay it's, there, whether they can afford it or not. It's like, Oh, I can't leave Port Perry. If I go to Oshawa, I'm going to get shot. You know, I, I had people, clients and people that I knew there that were amazed that I would go to Toronto. Holy crap. You go to Toronto. You know, I remember talking to kids in Blackstock. They were amazed that I would go, that I lived in Port Perry. It's like, are you serious? I feel so, so, so bad for you. So yeah, not teaching at a huge school is, is really enjoyable. Plus my personality, you know, you know, I, I get too, uh, you know, you, you care about them too much, right? You get to care about them too much. And then the well, money slips point. and you're letting them go and, to your point, and it's it's one of the it's to the point like, like we are you and you've always been a, a a caring dude from the standpoint of like you, you know you're 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 always on the lookout as to what's you know what's going on with people and mm-hmm. and I would imagine that in that particular you know scenario mm-hmm. <laughs> you've got a kid that doesn't even want to play guitar that day he just wants to talk to you or something then all yeah. of a sudden it's a it's a it's a couch so well all of a sudden it's a conversation about something where you're worried about the kid you know totally. what i mean like that totally. that happens a lot 
or it's and I don't know if people realize, I don't know if people realize that. And that, and I'm, I'm sure it's not just your school that this has happened to, oh, but a lot of these, no. that, you know, a lot of these kids are going to go through this that, you know, and you, Chris, you know, can, Chris can make himself any age he needs to make himself. So, <laughs> no, it's harder so to make myself an adult. I'm always that's right. It's I'm always, always a that kid. Way. It's harder to sit at the adult table and talk. Excuse me, like <laughs> current events and stuff than it is. Yeah, if you've got a kid, if you've got like you know an, an eight year old uh, with anxiety or something, and it, yeah. but art lets them release that, and they come in, or music lets them release that, and they come in, and and uh, and next thing you know, they're just going to want to hang out with Chris, and that becomes a funny kind of dynamic because now the kid is allowed to be eight with you instead of like being eight with an adult. He's allowed to be eight with another eight year old. Cause you can dive into that cause your comics and all the stuff that you can offer, which is really, really cool. But I would imagine it's nerve wracking uh, in yeah. the, when it get, when it gets stressful. And so then you move to that. So then you guys move to a new town. So yeah, we came to thanks. start it again. <laughs> yeah. Well, my wife got sick when we first yeah. moved here. That was, so that's, so we sold, we sold the house. We uh, basically folded up the business that was, you know, doing really, really well. I don't want to throw numbers around because that's just rude, but we were doing really well, man. Like, you know, sure. it was, it was as, as I mentioned, if you can tell by how much I was working and that I put myself in the hospital, I was doing okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. But where we were living, we weren't, we weren't. Uh, and plus I, ma- I did the Kevin Smith uh, method of starting a business where you just max your credit cards out, right? Um, to get what you want. And that's what we did to, to fix up and build the schools, just maxed out a bunch of credit cards and it worked. Yeah. It did work. And then we sold the house. We paid off the credit cards. And I, I'm here in Kingston now. And uh, the, the sad thing was, is that basically when we sold the house, we found out that my wife had, had cancer. So not only were we folding a business I worked a decade for, you know, leaving a town and a house that we lived in for uh, over a decade, you know, starting a new place and my wife has cancer. So we got to go to a new hospital and you're meeting people for the first time and you're all bummed out and you feel weird. Yeah. I felt I felt so mentally effed up for the whole thing, just like talking to new people. You just the first thing you want to say is, Hey, my name's Chris. And my, my name's Chris and my wife has cancer. So if I act a little stupid, man, it's not you, it's me. <laughs> you know what I mean? You feel like you want to explain that. Yeah. But if you do explain that, then people look at you like, Whoa, I just met you while you're telling me that. So there's that whole thing. So trying to start a new business and trying to just be a normal mental state was really nuts, but the people around here really took me in well. And then once I got my mental state together and my wife got a little better, thank the doctors, the doctors are amazing. So if you're going out in public and a doctor's telling you not to go out in public right now with everything, you're an asshole. You, you, you want to tell me any of these politicians are wrong? That's fine. You want to tell me a doctor is wrong? who's working 24, wow, shut up, go home, you're an asshole. Like, I have no other, no other word for that, especially going through, like going to these things with my wife when she had cancer and seeing people come in and going, oh, like, yeah, this was a two-year process, man. This wasn't like yeah. going in for a couple of days at the doctor. You're in there. You see people, the same people all the time. I saw people going in there that were white, no hair, skinny. And I'm thinking, you're going to die. Oh, my God. Like, because you're, I'm sorry, my thoughts are like that. You know what I mean? Like, I'm a comic book artist, a musician. I don't, I don't, it's not like, Hey, well, everything's going to be okay. It's like, wow, that person's going to fucking die. This has got to suck. And you see them gradually get better. And you're like, and you want to hug them. Right. And you, and the doctors, the nurses come out and I'm not the sick one. My wife is, but the doctors and nurses, Chris, how are you doing? You know, you know, how's, how's the lessons going? It's like, holy shit. Hey, good. And you feel like you're being, being addressed by a celebrity, right? Because this person is saving your wife's life. 
This, yeah. Which is you're nuts. all connected. You're all, you know, you're all on a mission. But at the same time, like it, there's so I'm used to having things in my control. Yeah. You know, my business was in my control. All of a sudden it wasn't all of a sudden I got rid of it and I'm starting a new one. Now my wife is deathly ill and I have no control over that either. You know what I mean? Like that, that, you know, me personality wise, having like maybe a touch of ADD, you know, being a little hyper, um, not having things in my control sets it off even more than it turns into anxiety. So trying to start a new business and having my wife sick, that was just, wow, it was a big test. And I thought, cause you know, I thought I might get a huge school out here. You know what I mean? Well, like, you're, you're on pace, but now you're just reeling it in a bit. Yeah. Right. Well, I thought, yeah, you know, on... we'll take, you know, I almost killed myself in Port Perry doing it. I'm going to try, yeah. I have to do something in Port Perry. This is what I'm going to do. And the more I started doing it, the more I was just like, you know, wow, life is, is, is short. It really is. I mean, so, I, so it is, it is, yeah, it is. So you reach, you've never been one to waste time though. Well, no, no. And it, and it seems like this is the time to do it. Right. Like the world is shutting down. We're hitting the reset button. I've, yeah. I've got uh, like a deal with my mortgage. I forget uh, where they just kind of pin it up and put it yeah. back onto your overall mortgage. You know what yeah, I, mean? I, I think they're deferring most deferring. That's what it's called. Famous, so, yeah, so I've got like ring the bell, ding ding ding, ding ding. Yeah. We have we have a word that's large and no stuff. So deferring. Yeah. So what what a and I'm fine with that. You know what I mean? Because you've seen my backyard. I can show you again sometime. Everybody, I'm sitting yeah. here drawing, looking out over a forest. We now have deer. It's so quiet now. We've got ducks. I got a wild turkey named Jeff. We got a rabbit that lives under the deck, and now we have two deer that have showed up. It's beautiful. I'm not going anywhere. Take six months of my mortgage, defer it, pile it on there. I'll pay it later when I sell my first million comic books. Right, dude? You know what I mean? So I'm doing. And that's where you've always gone for that, and that's the you know as long as I've known you, I think we met in uh, I think '94, right? '94 was was when we got it going, and that was like that was something because that you know uh, I was thinking about it the other day. Um, my kids were actually asking, "How long have you known Uncle Chris?" And I'm like, "Well, oh, oh, two no. days." <laughs> yeah, it's just we just met a couple of days ago. Uh, what time? Is 90, 94 was was when we got the band going, but and um and you would come, you were coming in hot off, oh, off yeah. of the Jersey thing and all the rest of it, and it was a whole different world. But even then, we did this. You were you were drawing all the time and did all the artwork for the band, and right. and then musically, we just couldn't keep keep up from the standpoint of like it was every time we go to a band practice, new songs, new songs, new songs, yeah. new this, a lot new of that. creativity, right? It was always go, go. It was always like, we were always going for it. There was never a chill time from the standpoint of like, it was like mm. band practice was like three hours and yeah. then we would, you know, just hang out and party and whatever. And then it was like, I'd come over uh, two days later for the next band practice and you'd already been up for three hours drawing something mm -hmm. that you were just drawing kind of for yourself, which, yeah, I, always, no, totally. which yeah. I always thought was like a, the amazing thing because Chris has got, ugh, stuff you've got loads and loads of right. stuff what did i find I f like yeah hold on one second i found something really cool yeah oh. yeah my cats lonnie you got to break the cats up no, there Be we're not in the uh, we're not in the what's in the box phase yeah. yet of but um yeah i mean chris used to just do these random oh yeah pictures yeah you know uh, these random pictures and for anyone uh for the audio version of this podcast is chris had done portraits of the band members which at that time consisted of three and um, we basically, you know, just did these really cool portraits of stuff. And and um, it just made it just really con connected all of us really well from the standpoint of like we're a character. We're in this comic together, really. Chris, yeah. get, we got the name of the band. You pulled it from a Lobo comic. 
uh, Mr. Machete was the name of the band. And then all of a sudden we were comic book characters. And I always felt like we were in this comic going, we were, we were fighting the shitty bands that were treating us like shit. We were going after, you know, it was like, yeah, it was like, it was like a life that we controlled and we could make it look any way we wanted to. Now, and you're mentioning how much work we put into, well, the cool thing about it was, and this is what I like about the comic book company too. The thing about a band is it's going to be as good as how much work you put into it. If you're going to go in once a week and jam for an hour, you're going to sound that good. If you're living it, if you're just like, we were just hanging out together. Sometimes you got to love. I always loved it when a band would jam so much that there's sometimes you'd, you'd go for a band practice, but you just end up having beer and shooting the shit. That's when you know you're jamming a lot when sometimes it's like, yeah, we got that. And you just start talking and you forget. And next thing you know, it's 10 o'clock and it's like, oh man, all right, well, nice jams. Cheers. We'll, one, we'll of the, one of the funny things that, that I discovered when I obviously like when I'd moved on to tour managing and stuff and stopped playing. Mm-hmm. But one of the things that was interesting to me was at that point, all we knew was jamming. And yeah. when I moved on to Chuck Caliber, it was like, you guys jam, jam, jam. And, and with the new band, you, all the bands you've had since you guys jam a lot, obviously not the four days a week that we were used, that we were doing or whatever, but um, bands, the, the really interesting part for me was like bands would just rehearse. Like the bands that I was tour managing would only rehearse together a week before they went on tour. Yeah. And they so were they, they older? Older yeah, people? sure. Well, sure. I mean, sure. But it was just the way it was set up. It was like, you know, the day job guys and all the rest yeah. of it. It's like, well, well plus, I can only jam this. I can only jam that. It was like, we, we, were, we, we were always pushing new material though. Cause we didn't have right. that hit yet. We didn't no. have like Rocky, no. like a hurricane yet. We, you know, we no. were like, we still got to write that song. So if we weren't jamming for a show, we were still trying to write that hit. And I think that's the totally. difference with a lot of bands. Like, well, they're not writing new stuff. I'm, I've, I've been playing the song for, even if you've been playing it for four years, and you're not working on something new, yeah. I think you can pull that off. You know what I mean? Like, like I, I sure. can see and that. I can none, see of, none of them want it. You know, and a lot of those bands are, a lot of bands are put together. It's rare that you find a band that like, well, some bands get, are getting signed, but obviously it's at that point, it was like, you know, some people are being put together into a band and some yeah. people were doing this and it was like, well, we're going to take this singer from that band and we're going to take, this drummer from that band and we're just going to put him in and see if they mix well okay well here's the 14 songs that were written for the album just learn them they the drummer doesn't like, <laughs> i know what man like, you're thinking of <laughs> well just all the, i'm just saying any no, but, I that, 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 but i know what man you're specifically <laughs> thinking of <laughs> so it's just one of those things where it's like but then i see it moving on and then now like the bigger bands now for instance that i'm out with you know so some of them are artists and then they have a band so the band has to go like the great story about uh, Guns N' Roses getting back together. Mm-hmm. So Axel had never rehearsed ever right. until he joined ACDC. Uh, and Angus was like, Hey, you fucking coming to rehearsal. Yeah. Well, he wouldn't dare. Hopefully he wouldn't dare, uh, you know, insult. No. And he insult did. Angus. And he's like, Holy shit. I didn't like, you know, I, I read somewhere that he was like, I, I, I love this. And then, and then Guns N' Roses gets back together and he's rehearsing with them. And I was like, mm-hmm so odd to me and i'm sure they all in 87 when they were building the towards that hit as you're talking about mm. with appetite i'm sure they were well like motley Crue and all, they were jamming every minute of the day that's it yeah that's all they they're had, looking right? for that hit right they're still they still have to attain it totally you, you get the hit and it's like ah no i'm not writing the hit yet now we don't we don't need to write the hit yet you know we're doing shows we're doing this and, that. and if they need right and plus you get to the point where i don't think they can write a hit anymore man well, that's the thing because really, you're there's just this level, and it's it's almost like every band that writes those first two records, and you got you're connected to them, and then like bands are keep are putting out records like 
I still buy new albums by bands. Or well, I still the, go, the New you know, Testament's really good, man. I actually, was love it. In that whole love it, love it, love track it. Track is just like whoa. love so, that record. Scholnick's it's Scholnick's guitar playing is just like he he was taught by uh, he was taught by Saturani, right? I believe so. Yeah, I'd have to get our our, our people on that. <laughs> Do we have people <laughs> to get some people? Yeah. On it, but I yeah, one sec, one I, sec. We got a cat issue here. My one cat's beating the other cat up, and it's uh, there. You go. So you got to separate cat them. fights. Da, 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 cat fights. There we go. We're done. No more. I'd stop. The, it before uh, it I, I just find it funny. I just find it interesting because, and maybe it's just the time because we, you know, we were feeding each other and we were hanging out all the time and we were doing stuff. And there's just that visceralness to, to stuff. I'll read like Duff McKagan's book. And he's like, I go and see Guns N' Roses now. Like when he was going to see them when he wasn't back in the band. And right. he's like, there's just something missing. It's because they weren't, in the same house together mm -hmm. doing the same thing. And it was interesting just as like any band that you've played in will be like anything you play and eat moving forward is not going to be like, say the band that almost made it or the band that you were, you know, we were together five days a week doing stuff. It mm -hmm. just, there's a weirdness there. It's well, like when you're, you're young, you're going to change the world of yeah. rock and roll too. Right. Like I was, you know, totally. I, 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 uh, the reason, one of the reasons I was drawing so much for myself is because I just came out of a situation where I was doing, you know, I, I, I came out of the, the Joe Kubert school and I was drawing like for homework. And I was also doing the, I was inking here and there to make a whole bunch of money. You know what I mean? So I was, I was doing the same, I was working, 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 but where I was living was so dangerous that it, it, yeah. it, it paid to stay inside. So when I came to Port Perry and started the band, that was the drawing thing was just like, Oh, wow, this is great. I can draw whatever the hell I want. And then band wise was just like, wow, I've been at, I've been working so hard at drawing and at college. It wasn't a fun university college. It was Joe Kubert school. It was like, wow, let's play an abandoned party. And that's what it turned into. It was just like such, it was a train you jump on and you think, all right, <laughs> I'm jumping on, you know, like, you know what I mean? It's like, that's what I, it's kind of like, okay, yeah. I'm out of school now. I'm supposed to be an adult. I'm going to jump on this train, this band train for a while. Woo. And then you think you're going to get off at the next stop. No, nope, I'm going to stay on this band train for a while longer. And the next thing you know, you're like, hey, wait a minute. This could be a lucrative career. And then the next thing you know, you know, you're releasing a CD. You've got shows lined up with bands that you're watching on Much Music all the time. And then the next thing you know, you're in the newspaper. And then you're on the radio. Then you're on the TV. Like, like we. I'm just describing our journey yeah, together here yeah, right, in Mr. Yeah, Machete. Yeah. And then the next thing, it's like, wow, I was only going to do this for a couple of days. Or, or sorry, I was only going to do this for like a, a, yeah. maybe a couple of months or a year. Yeah. It's been, what, five years now and I'm doing pretty good. And then that's how the school started. You get, can't deal with that. But we started, we were young, we were young and we were rebellious and we were going to change the world. And I was, I was very pissed off at the time as well. Yeah. And then I was eight, I was 18 and wanted to play Tesla songs. Yeah. Well, your eyes were this big, <laughs> you were just, you were, it was, you were just experiencing all this really cool stuff. You were seeing yeah. in magazines. You were like, yeah. wow, this really happens. Like, this happens. Yeah, and Dent yeah. was, and Dent was just dead. Dent was just breaking stuff. And, totally. And being dead, you know. I can't wait to get him. I got, you know, he's got the boys and he's rocking, but I think we definitely have to have a machete for him in a, in a, in a bit. And we'll get into the history of that. One question I've never asked you, which is very, I'm curious about mm. everyone has their definition of making it. Mm -hmm. Right. So we come out, you play in a band. It's like, we're going to play in a band. And, and some people never either get over the fact that they never had the hit. And yeah. I don't say that we never really got, we never really got close, but I'm saying you have that one band that might've had like say, Oh, we were number 12 twice. Not by choice. And then, oh, that's a good example. That's what I'm saying. Like that, I'm but not, then not, Liam's not, gone on uh, totally, but then Liam's gone on to become a big manager. So I'm just, well, my so question, I thought, I thought you were talking in a, like as a band. Like, well, as a, as a band, it starts as a band. Mm -hmm. and, and my question is like, 
what are your feelings? Do you feel like you accomplished what you wanted to uh, musically from the standpoint of like, we never had the hit on the radio mm-hmm. uh, or we didn't write mm-hmm. a hit for somebody or no. do you feel like as a band guy, <laughs> yeah. you would just accomplish what you wanted to do no. as a band? No, because everybody, that's what I'm going to say is like every musician sets their goals. You know what I mean? There's some people like right now, the band I'm in right now, my goal is, is just to release a good album, a solid album, play some good shows sure. and kinks. And that's my goal. And if I do that, then I've, I've attained it. But the goal that we set out as way back in Caesarea, no, I, we, I did not attain that. But if I did, I don't think I'd be alive. <laughs> well, I'm serious. Well, could, uh, so, so the sidebar to that, could you have handled it? No. If we had, if we had you know, a moment where it was like all, you know, it was, we had, rode the wave and it oh. was it was i wouldn't have some made 41 it. not by choice some okay. 41 not by choice and us if or it, something if we know? would have been as big as some 41 at the time we were trying to be there's no way i would have survived that my wife and i have discussed this many times yeah. many well, many times they barely survived there i mean they barely survived it derek barely yeah, survived right it, you know no I mean? that's what i'm saying I, I i i wouldn't have uh i could see myself getting because of also because of the schedule man and having to be that front man you know, and, and I'm not slagging drummers, but the drum, you know, drummers can, you take- can slag a drummer. It's fine. No, no but like, <laughs> playing it's wise. It's a drummer slag podcast. Check, yeah. <laughs> check this out though. And tell me if I'm wrong. If, if a drummer's not feeling it, he, he can still perform, but just kind of kick back. If the front man's not feeling it, he can't kick back. He's still got to be like going, Woo! People know. so People that know. is, man, I probably would have been, I, I, I probably would have been a huge cokehead. Sorry, kids, but I, I never, never became it. Never did it. Ne- what? Sure. Never, never became it. Never had trouble sure. with it. Never Lonnie's yeah. not Lonnie's listening. Very. My wife is listening very intense. It's a, I, I, it's an interesting thing because I, you know, it's just something I think about a lot because I think there's different levels of, of, of making it. And, um, mm. and uh, yeah. Well, no, I, I didn't I, get to where I wanted to be because I wanted to be that guy in the magazines, man. I wanted to be the guy in the limos. I wanted to be party and I wanted to do all that, but um, it would have killed me. I guarantee you it would have killed me. There's no way I would have. Well, now you're making the magazines. Now you're making yeah, the comics. Comic now books, you're making yeah. the comics and you're making the stuff. So well, the funny the thing is, comics. Yeah. I, that's what I started with before. Cause that's I what I thought I was going to do before I did machete. Machete was the train. The band was all right. I am a comic book artist, but I yeah. I want to do this punk rock thing, metal thing. I have to get, cause I did that before, yeah. you know, like when I was like, isn't it funny about the people that you meet? Right. Because the thing for me about that, it's like, okay, we gave it a go with you, me, Dent, Dave, Mel came in, like some people can't, we gave it a go with these players. You know, we had Zig there. We were, you know, we were like an onslaught mm-hmm. juggernaut within ourselves. Yeah. But it's very interesting how you went into Max Milk that day and met Dent. And then he brings me, I don't even have a drum kit. We got to figure that whole thing out. And then it becomes the dynamic of, of the three of us. Yeah. Uh, and then the four of us and then the five of us. And then it kind of goes to that, that, that level. But um, it's very interesting if you didn't decide to go into Max Milk that day. That was a night. That was the first stop. I, made. I, I hadn't even gotten to my destination yet. Like I, I sure. stopped in to get ro- rolling papers and Gatorade. That's exactly what I bought was. And I don't, I, I, I'm not much of a, a dweller from the standpoint of like things happen for a reason. Yeah. I, I, there are some things that, that, that happen in, in that regard. And I definitely think that, um, it's interesting, but it's very interesting to me because you chose to come Jersey into Port Perry. I mean, you, maybe you would have went to London. Maybe you would have somehow ended up in Toronto and then you're in a band with mm. these five guys. And then, so I'm, it's very interesting to me how yeah. it goes, but, but I, I definitely think that uh, out of it from my personal standpoint, it's, you know, it's, 
it's providing a life now out of the beginning of that max milk thing because we're all doing things now it's very we all kind of went our we did our way then we went our our way and and now there's machete comics Mm -hmm. which is really cool and i uh, touch on that a minute because this this is kind of like out of not i want to say out of nowhere you were just like this is i'm going for it now yeah well it's kind of it's kind of like it's looped back to the beginning again right right so now I'm settled is, down again. You know, I've got my, my, my wife's here with me and uh, my daughter's all growing up. She's doing amazing. Two cats and a dog. Uh, life's put on pause here for the outside world. It's the time to do it. And I love comic books again because I don't like traveling anymore. I love my station right here and I can create. And mentioning about the beauty about being an artist or a musician is you will get as far as the work you put into it. Sure. So, you know, this, the, the, the sad thing is, is that there's so many people out there that are popular that just get it handed to them. I, I get a kick out of that Billy Eilish girl. Billy Eilish, yeah. She looks so sad and complains so much. She was homeschooled. She was like from a rich family that had like and I'm not saying that's because you have lots of money. You, you should have you should, like everything's golden roses. I'm not saying that, but she's in a career that people would like just kill. They do. They they kill themselves to get in that career. She had it handed to her and she's so glum about the whole thing. And I just want to reach in and shake her because there's like, then hand that off to somebody else. It's just so sad. There's so many kids who have like, you know, they have the mom and she works all the time. And this kid writes songs and writes songs. Billy Alien, she's got it handed to her and she's so. I, do you know what I'm saying? Like, I know you can't really comment too much on that. Kind no, of- I can. I mean, I got, I mean, I'm not, I have you know no what connection I'm saying? to okay, it. You know I, I just saying? find it's an, it's a different, it's an interesting time right now because the kids, uh, well, it's uh, here we are sounding like in our day, but I mean, uh, no, there it's, is a, it's there not. Is, that. I mean, these kids are breaking on the these kids are breaking on the internet now, yeah. and and yes, it's it's just so much so fast. Oh well, here's somebody who can comment on this. We're getting Taylor Cochran. She's coming on board oh, here. Cool. Stand by. Nice. She put her makeup Where's, on. She's all ready to go. Let's see what there she's she is. Got Yay! Right there she is. Hello, Taylor Cochran. How are you? Hello. Hey, you're in here. <laughs> Hey, so we were just discussing something. So we're, we're, we're being old guys and we were just, we were just, you joined, you joined at the perfect time. Yeah. So yeah. We, we just already discussed the Mr. Machete journey and all of all the hard work and fun that we put into that band. Excuse me. And then you see somebody like Billy Eliash. I, Eilish. Okay. And then she comes in who was homeschooled and basically was just handed this whole deal where you see so many Kids nowadays, single moms working so hard, like basically killing themselves to get a career. And she's in there now and she's so like, mm, mm, you know, just this sucks, that sucks. It's, What's your I, take on it, Taylor? And, I, I and mean, I'm sorry. And, and my whole opinion is, okay, well, I would love to see somebody who appreciated it in that position. And she, and that, because of that, she upsets me. But did you ever think it was a marketing thing? Like it could be like her label saying like, this is the image that you want. Like maybe portray this and it will add more viewers to it. Cause she can connect to people on that level with her attitude. Yeah, that makes me hate her even more. <laughs> Taylor, <laughs> no, I'm just saying like, in a way, you know what I mean? That Taylor, totally look how long me. you've been working at it. Taylor, like you've been singing and doing stuff forever and you would kill for that opportunity to break on SoundCloud and then turn it into doing stadiums. So, and I don't think you'd be moping around because we wouldn't let you mope around. No, I'd be super stuck. <laughs> That'd be super stoked. But I don't know. I think maybe she is a chill human being. You know, I guess to take what you want from it. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? 
That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. So anyways, uh, our friends, we're recording here. Uh, the Brenton not on tour quarantine cast and Taylor is not uh, in the clubs doing shows right now. We're both uh, in the same uh, scenario and we're back to uh, Taylor's dad. Chris is on with me right now and is like, um, well, He's the only one working out of the two people on yeah, this thing. I'm business as usual. I've actually got more work now than I did yeah. before everything shut down. What are you doing to keep busy, Taylor, down there in Vancouver? Because you're out here with me now, hanging yeah. out. I am writing music again, which is cool. Writing a lot of music. Um, yeah, learning how to cook. Learning how to do things that I didn't do before. Things cook. I didn't have time to do. Yeah, so. what are you cooking? What am I cooking? Mm. Oh, like I'm baking a lot, so I made like chocolate chip banana muffins. Nice. It's like really red spinach and artichoke dip, chicken. Are you putting any of those special herbs I sent in any of your baking? <laughs> not yet. No, not yet. Good idea. Okay, it's just checking. Just check. Is that Thank a Christmas you. decoration behind you? No, no. Okay. It's, um, what is that? Is that a? It's a tapestry. Oh. So you put it down, and then it covers the tapestries. Hey. So you got earbuds? You got uh, your uh, things? Or are you on your computer? What are you on? I'm on my computer. Does your AirPods work for your computer? Yeah, let me grab those. Let's get those. Yeah, there we go. So, uh, so Taylor Machete has joined us, and uh, and Taylor moved out here about what three years ago now. Yeah, and she, and she, she just sent me and, she sent me a song today, and it was fantastic. It was a really good song. Well, we won't get her to preview it just quite today because no. I'm sure she's not ready for it. But um, but it's really good. It's, it's exciting that. Um, I've got you on here. I've got Taylor on here. You're still writing and in, in, in a band. And Taylor's doing her thing and writing his music still. And then she's doing concerts. So I'm getting the best of all the worlds here. This yeah. is pretty, pretty excellent. So Taylor, Taylor uh, tell them what, tell everybody what you do. What do I do is my job. Yeah. What is your job? I'd like to know it too. I don't even know. Yeah, um, <laughs> I'm a production rep. So basically what I do is I take a show file and I talk to bands and then I make the show happen. Nice. Yeah, yeah, she works for a company live. in Vancouver called MRG that uh, yeah. are doing really great. Live. MRG Live. How many shows are you doing a month at your peak before the whole world shut down? Uh, about 20, 25 a month. So there's 30 days in a month. Yes. So what are you doing with the other five days? I have bad shows. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. all the time. That's right. Well, uh, we're just um, we're just catching up. We're Chris and I are uh, kind of getting caught up on comics and, and stuff like that. We're talking Billie Eilish. We're talking. Uh, I wanted to get uh, Chris's take on a few things on comic wise, but um, I also wanted to get you here because you're here hanging out. And you're mm-hmm. you're not working like me. Um, what's your plan? Have you thought about what your plan is right now to keep working? Are we going to go work at Amazon together? What, what's happening? Oh, yeah, that's a good question. I was actually just talking to a friend about that before I popped on with you guys. And, you know, I was thinking about maybe looking into, like, the label world. Um, but I don't know exactly what I want to do yet. Like, my passion is concert and productions. And I don't know if I can sit behind a desk and sit on a computer and organize things for a very long time. I like to be out and open and doing very challenging things. Not saying that it's not challenging during, uh, during like, the other sides of the industry. But, yeah, I don't know. It's a good question. So I'm waiting for this, hopefully, to ride out. And then... Oh, it'll ride out. Don't worry. Get back at the concerts. <laughs> Well, I mean, that's the one thing that's going to people are going to go see shows again. They're oh, it'll be st- booming eventually. They're going to go do stuff. They're going to go back to the movies. They're going to go do stuff. Have you been watching anything like that? Chris, I wanted to get into um, 
uh, I wanted to get into uh, some Avengers talk and, and a few things like that and, and go down that road. But have you been, uh, Taylor's also uh, in our world a bit as far as uh, nerding out on some stuff. So what have you been watching? What have you been doing there? What are you digging right now? Are you watching anything? Netflix wise? Yeah. Like we just, uh, I just finished up hunters. Chris has been watching everything. So I'm pretty sure there's something. You have a pair. Sorry. I'm just trying to find headphones. Um, so I've been watching a lot of documentaries. I watched Slash's documentary on prime. Okay. There we go. That was a couple years old. That's him building the band, right? Yeah. It was on like sunset all about, um, I thought you said, Um, I thought you said a slasher documentary. No, 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 no. It's like slasher films. Yeah, no, 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 no. But the documentary, it was cool because like I recently went to LA before all of this happened. So I just like hit up all of the same venues where all of that started with like yeah. the crew and Slash. It was just really cool to see. Even like the Rainbow Room, which was cool, like the bar down from it. Um, I didn't know there was that much history to it all. So which cool. which one of those classic bars still looks the best? Uh, Whiskey Go-Go. Whiskey Go-Go? Yeah. And I yeah. think Slash did a release there, and I think uh, Motley Crue did their announce there. They're still mm-hmm. doing stuff with the whiskey. They yeah. fit Vince Guns Neal in the door. Holy crap! They fit Vince Neal in the <laughs> My door. My God! Yeah, yeah. yeah it's Give me a crazy. deli tray. Two deli trays. Apparently. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm trying to stay away from watching so much TV. Um, just trying to like keep my mind open and reading too, I find is a big thing right now. That's something I didn't have time to do. Well, the great thing about where we live out here, at least um, it's been 20 degrees for three weeks. So yeah, you guys got good weather. Well, get like, outside yeah. to the, hit the ocean and do stuff like that. And haven't had to be inside like, you know, minus 10 and 20 and the prairies and stuff like that. So that's been good. Yeah. Just been kind of chilling and figuring it out. So, all right. Uh, it's cold here. Yeah, we t- I just want to get an update, Taylor. You can you can stick around if you want. We're going to just talk comics and kind of chill out, or unless you got a busy schedule and you're going to go do some stuff, you know. Yeah, you- I'm going to paint my apartment. So. Nice. You're going to paint your nice. apartment. Hey, well, I'll, awesome. I'll Skype with you. I'll Skype with you after I'm done here. Okay, kid. Okay, sounds good. Right on. See you in a while, Moon. Thanks. Bye. Bye. I think yeah. So, anyways, I was look at that special her. guest on the show. Special guests on yeah. the show. So I want to play a game. I want to play a game called. Uh, uh, what's in the box? I'm okay. going to get Mike. I'm going to need uh, another beer for this, though. One sec. Sure. Well, while you're getting a beer, I'm going to get to... Uh, Waitress, I'd like another beverage, please. <laughs> I'm going to get uh, my producer friend, Mike, to uh, to cue up some sound. Cue up the sound for what's in the box. Oh, what's in the box? What's in the fucking box? And there it is. All right, great. Yes, that's uh, Brad Pitt from the movie Seven. What's in the box? Oh, right on. <laughs> Love it. Love it. That's a good one. Love so it. I've got a box of comics here. I like that, comics. That uh, uh, I know you're a Marvel guy. Yeah, I am. So, so I'm going to. So you're going to um, give me all DC ones. I'm going to give you all DC. Oh, that's I'm going to start. I'm going to start with DC. Me, just to make me look like an idiot, you're going to give me all DC. I'm going to start with the DC, but I think what I'm going to do with this because it's an audio and a video is the people listening at home are going to go, well, "What the hell is he showing them?" So I'm going to show you. I want you to say what it is, and then then we can, you're going to know what it is, 100%. Okay. So here's the first. Well, wait, wait, wait. The, so you're showing me an issue, and what am I supposed yeah. to do? I just want you to give me your thoughts as soon as you see it, because I'm 100%. I'm, I'm only going to show you stuff that I think you're going to know. Okay. So I, right? I'm doing a Kevin Smith here, where I just see something and talk about it. Right. Okay. This has got the original sticker on it. Okay. And this Which, is, I think, the fifth print. Here we the go. The comic has first, a sticker on it. That's not good. Right on the comic? Okay, no, it's on the backer board. Oh, remember that place? Yeah, okay, wow. So I gave you I that. Still t- 
No, I bought this one. You bought that I've one? A, I thought I I've bought one. this one. No, I've got other ones that you okay, can well, give me. Well, you so, definitely didn't pay a dollar for that at Twice Told Tales because that so, is, that's the death of that. Okay, so that's the death of uh, the second Robin. Um, and what they did in that is they came to a point where you could either phone in for the death of the Joker or you could phone in for the death of Robin. And the back, so that what you have is the trade paperback of four issues together in one. And in, I can't remember, the second issue at the end of it, um, there was two phone numbers and one you called for Robin to die and the next one you phoned for Joker to die. And the votes came in and they voted for Robin to die and they killed Robin off. And that is the whole story. And that is a really, really... I love this story. Awesome story. I love I love it. Love it. It's love it. Brutal. I got the I got the um the green death in the family, and there was a I think a red was the first print. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Cool. So there's a green. I, I don't there's know. A, I can't they they changed the colors of the death in the family. So I think the first print is red, and then it goes orange or something, and then I got the green, yeah. which is the third print. But it's what a still great worth cover like, on that too. Still huh? worth like, like two hundred bucks. Yeah. Well, they, so it's pretty well, great. So that that my friends is the death in the family by Batman. Um. Uh. This they've combined it into one big, one big. Trade you know, paperback. Trade, yeah. So then, uh, but there was individual. No, no, say it after me, Brent. Trade paperback. Trade paperback. There we go. <laughs> there, we go. <laughs> there was individual. There was individual uh, uh, issues of it, but uh, they combined it into this. So, anyways, that was really cool. All right, what's in the box number two? Woo! The excitement builds. Oh, are you kidding me? That's a reprint of X Men number one. Holy crap! Yeah, that's the one that you gave me. Okay, so, well, that's it. Wow, that's 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 like. Yeah, but, X-Men give number a little, one, man. Give us a little history on that. Oh, are you kidding me? X-Men? Well, okay, well, that's one of the titles that you hear a lot of Stan Lee. Um, hey, I created this and I created that. That is one group or one comic book that Stan Lee did officially break down each character. And, and it came out probably closest to his rendition or his imagination of what he what would come out of that. Uh, when he created Spider-Man, Steve Ditko just basically um, created his own unique, very unique costume for Spider-Man that Stanley had no idea was going to come out. Ready? Yep. Third one. One of my faves. Death of Superman. Oh, wow. Ghost Rider. Holy cow. So that's an original too, huh? That's the original. Yeah, what number yeah. is that? I can't quite. What number this is that? This one here is, uh, where did it go here? It's actually a little rough. I got this from a couple of years ago. I got it years ago. It's one of the first comics I got. Let's open her up here. 1982. Jeez. 82. Very nice. So that's Johnny Blaze. Back. Yeah, that's. Yeah, look yeah. at the back. Oh, man. Deeds, not words. Yep. Mega <laughs> Force, man. Anything that has the mega. worst mega, anything that has the word mega in it is good. This is volume one, number 72, September, right. 1982. Awesome. And that, that is, uh, yeah, that, that's Johnny blaze is the ghost writer. Uh, and the, the second volume, stuff in here. Catches, him. there's the bubble. Oh, the ads are some of the best parts. Right? <laughs> I like the ones from the seventies where it's just a whole bunch of little ads. Send us four bucks for a box of surprises you know, or 75 cents. Just, is probably would have been right. It's unbelievable. And uh, there's still, still something about, how the feel of this paper from the 80s was well the smell too the smell of it's I, just great i it's love so, old comic book smell it's so good so keeping with that theme uh another one that's uh very near and dear to my heart which was the relaunch the relaunch oh ghostwriter number one and that's danny catch as the ghostwriter yeah wow that's a nice one too huh so the movie yeah, was really about johnny blaze not danny catch um so that's just number one of a relaunch of ghostwriter now it nowadays in ghostwriter Johnny Blaze is the king of hell and Danny Ketch is trying to fight 
him. So it's like new Ghost Rider versus old Ghost Rider, basically is what's going on right now. And Mephisto is sitting back laughing, having a beer. <laughs> Here's an interesting one that I got. Uh, 1986. All right. I still got it. Okay. Let's see if you remember this. Let's see if it rings a bell. Okay. Ba-ba. Wow. Spitfire number three. No, I'm actually drawing a total blank on that one. That's a great story. It was uh, wow, new it's, universe. It's, it's a new universe, and then there was which came with that in 1986. Mm-hmm. Night mask, another new universe. Yeah, I don't know anything about these. Who were the artists in those? Like who, uh, who, this. Who this was this. Who's the penciler? Yeah, who's the penciler in those? Uh, nobody. Ron, nobody cares who the inker Ron, is. Ron Wagner. Oh wow, Ron Wagner. He's good. Danny Bellinati for inks. Nobody cares about him. Uh, okay. uh, that was Spitfire and a Night Mask. Uh, what, Ron Wagner actually went on to do some really big stuff. And you said you wanted the artist was Ernie Cologne. Oh. And the letterer was Janice Chiang. Nobody cares about letter either. Okay. No, but you know what? That other one there is some early Ron Wagner work. So that could be that could be worth something. That could be that, that could be a diamond in the in the rough there. Yeah, there's some cool ones here. Um, I don't want to go too too far into DC world, but let's go to back to 86 for a minute, see if you can remember something here. Mm-hmm. Wow, the super oh you got whoa, whoa, whoa that's a good one because you got uh dark sides in that. Anything that dark sides in in the 80s is worth some money. That's a good one. I don't know much about what goes on there, but you got dark side on the cover, so I know it's a good issue. There's Jack, some classics Jack Kirby, here. Jack Kirby, um, legendary Marvel guy, created Darkseid with the New Gods. Who's your Who's your fa- who Jack favorite? Kirby. I'm, I'm, Jack, Jack Kirby and favorite. Todd Jack Kirby and Todd McFarlane and John Byrne. Wow, but Jack Kirby right now, man, like this shirt, I wear this every day because Jack Kirby had a shirt like it. He just, dude, that guy worked so hard and didn't. Uh, he created so much. The whole the whole Jack Kirby Stan Lee thing, we could discuss forever. Wow, man. Wow. I'm going to go, I'm going to go with a couple more here for a minute. And I'm going to, these are just, just bringing up some classics that I have. Cause I got a lot of new Superman and new Batman from like the nineties. Mm-hmm. So no one really cares about that. I guess per se, a lot of oh, cool detective, do. detective comic stuff, but Robin, I got to, you know, some stuff like that, but mm-hmm. some old Chuck Norris comics. Uh, here you go. Here's a good one. This one's a little rough, but I kept it. Uh, Whoa, nice. Oh, why is it in bag and backer board? Well, man? I'm just pulled it out right now because oh, unfortunately, okay. well, unfortunately, I think it was damage. given it was it was given to me, and there's some stuff that's got some damage. I think it's I got it from a cousin, now. a cousin. But anyways, Let me see explain, one more time. Sorry, explain to our listeners uh, what this is here. Uh well, it's uh, Jack Kirby just came back to Marvel after that. that was when he went to DC and just came back and uh he created Captain America. He created Captain America. Stan Lee did not create Captain America, Jack Kirby. And uh, yeah, he, he created Captain America. In case Brent Fitz happens to watch this, he'll like the back cover. Oh, Evil Knievel. I had that too, man. I, I, well, I had him on the... Yeah. And then you shoot him. It's quite something. Did, uh, didn't they oh. redo that with uh, Toy Story with Keanu Reeves? Yeah, he's Captain Canada. How cool is that? <laughs> See, I'm not a big Toy Story guy. I haven't seen all those. Um, my wife and I were thinking about binge watching. Yeah, the secret of teaching yourself music in one hour. There's a, all that's these ads. A, that's that actually are, me. That, there's actually all these ads in here, which are pretty funny. Oh, wait, and then they that, all, I think that was Brent Fitz, wasn't it? I don't know. I have to look. <laughs> I, no, I think that was Brent Fitz back in the day there. 
Yeah. That's what he yeah. did before he was a, a massive success with Roman. Yeah. And then uh, I got a couple that you gave me. But here's, here's the oldest comic in the collection that I have right here, which is uh, pretty cool. I just pulled it out here for you, too. Here's one for you. Oh, yeah. The old Superboy stuff, huh? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> with uh, with uh, Vincent, who's this Vincent shrunken Price? Heads. Oh, man, shrunken a, heads. Well, that's a toy. I remember I they used to have a toy and it shrink the heads down, man. Oh my god, there's so many cool, cool things. And then I got a, there's no there's no like shortage of Lobo. I got oh, the PI part one, part two, part three. I get there's so many stuff. So, anyways, there's some stuff that's uh, well, here's one thing was, before we end, just at the very end. So, Lobo there, and I think we talked about this with uh, on the other podcast with, Dean, with Dean, Dean, yeah, was that if they did want to do a funny, violent type uh, DC movie, Lobo like, would Lobo would like, be like Deadpool, yeah, like Deadpool, man, like that they, they could really do Lobo up. It would, it would be done properly. They'd have to get Bisley in there. Or Beasley, whoever pronounces his name. Oh, you know what? Here's one I wanted to show you. Mm. Here's one I want to show you. I'm going to pull it out of the, uh, the thing. I'm going to go very carefully. This is one of the one of my favorite ones that I ever got mm -hmm. uh, from Twice Told Tales in Fort Perry, Ontario. Oh, I, I love Twice Told Tales. That's what, They were yeah. there when I first moved to Fort. Uh, but here you go. Oh, wow. What number is that? Look at that. No, oh, dude, that, what, what number is that? This is book 31. This oh, is 31, July 19, okay. July 1990. And, and you can see by the illustrations in it, which is just, it's it's all, the whole comic is black and oh, white. Of course it is, yeah. No, that's how and they started. Done, yeah, it's done like that. And it's like the turtles aren't comic-y here. They look like actual turtles and stuff. It's just one of my, it's just such a rad little. Okay, little, so if you want to watch a really cool uh, documentary on either toys or just a comic book, watch the Eastman Laird uh, documentary on, on Ninja Turtles. Cause man, these, the, they, they punk rocked it, right? Like they created the turtles at a bar on napkins with a marker. Oh, wow. And it got to the point where they were just bad. They were best friends that they brought it up all of a sudden. Hey, here's a million bucks. And they're like, Oh my God. High fiving. Like, Whoa, look at us. It was like a punk rock comic book. And then it got to the point where the one guy's like, you know, I could sell out now. Um, and the other guy's like, no, I don't want to sell out. I want to hold on to this. And of course, the guy that hung in there got them. Okay, so here's a million dollars for the movie, you know. And, and the guy that didn't was like, oh well, you know, it should happen. But what? And then they 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 show them getting back together when they're older and drawing and talking and having a beer. And it's just such a beautiful story, man. Like what a great the Ninja Turtles, whatever. But the creators, the story behind yeah. it is beautiful. Such a what do you bro, think? Bro what do you thing. think of like? So the original Batman was on the other day, not the like the Batman movie with Michael Keaton. Yeah. And then there was, um, and we got into like our favorite Jokers and mm -hmm. things like that. But so obviously now with the Avengers and all the CGI and the amazing stuff that they're able to do. Yeah. Um, it has, gives it a, a certain texture and gives it a certain, you're able to tell the story obviously a lot better than they could back in the night, you know, in the nineties or what I, you know, coming out of like, say 79 out of star wars really if we go back to maybe 74 or 73 yeah. but once the technology of movies started expanding and started going you got movies like the teenage the original teenage mutant ninja turtle which had its campiness but it was kind of cool the original batman they all had the same kind of tone right are you do you think people are going to look at like oh i can look at the original batman and go that's 1990 the turtles that's 89 uh, you know, anything like that, like the, the Superman's through the eighties, but then you look at Avengers and you kind of go, well, that I, I know for sure that was like 2015 or something like, like just, 
right. I feel like they all had a texture to them. Do you, are you a fan of one or the other? Do you like do the simplicity of the original ones? Because I, I kind of lean towards them a little bit sometimes. Uh, I like them. You know what? It's, it's not even like, uh, it's so more than that now. Because it's like, who would have thought, can you, is everything, can you hear me okay still? 100%. Okay, great, sorry. Um, so who would have thought at the beginning of Iron Man that it would have tied into this huge friggin' two-part story at the end with Thanos? Like, who would have thought that? Um, Do you think that's what they were trying? They obviously had that in their brain, though. No, they did, but that's the thing is that you can't, you couldn't, you can almost pinpoint when they could technically do that. Okay. Like, like Marvel, Marvel, um, kind of held off. They did some really bad stuff. And then you can tell when, when I think it was when Spider-Man hit was when, Whoa, Holy smokes. Okay. Like the CGI looks good. Sure. They can actually pull this off. Now you can see when they've tried to do it anytime before that, and it didn't work. So the CGI effect really helps Marvel with their movies. Now, if we go back to DC, DC is a lot more, if you look at a Batman movie, you don't need a ton of CG to make it look good. You need a great person playing Batman and you need a fucking amazing Joker, right? Like emphasis on the Joker, right? You see that? Like, sure. like Joker is, cause Joker is the unknown. We know Batman. He's a rich dude who has everything at his hands, like everything at his, he could do whatever he wants money wise. Right. Yeah. And he's so messed up that he doesn't, he's so, he's, he's so jaded and upset about his folks being killed that he doesn't kill the Joker. He doesn't kill the Riddler. He puts them in jail. Why do you think he does that? What, I, I'm curious. I'm not being sarcastic. Why do you think he, he doesn't kill them? He likes the game. I think he likes, I think he likes it. You know, the anarchy of it, obviously. He doesn't want I to love, dance. I, I love, you know, one thing I love about the Joker uh, is, and I think we talked on this a little while ago. It just, it's just, it's evolving all the time. It can be just this character. It can be 1960s Joker. Mm-hmm. And, and it's just a bad guy. Yeah. Or it can be all these different variations. Or it can be Joaquin Phoenix's which could be a version of version one of six or, or whatever you were saying. Like it could be well, five there, different versions or the three so, different Joker theory, or the three right? different there's versions. There's a yeah. theory that there's three different Jokers over the course of the, over the comic books, not the movies. This is over the course of the comic books. Right. Yeah. You're saying there was three different Jokers, but what they're, what they're kind of exemplifying is the different changes over time. Cause you can see the Jokers. If you look at, if I was to show you, a picture from, you know, the 70s and a picture of them from the 90s and then a picture of them from now. You'd be like, well, that looks like three different Jokers. So let, let's expand on that, right? So that's what they've done. So um, I think that when you, Watchmen is another one. Have you seen Watchmen? Yeah, I, you know what? I only watched a little bit of it. I think I want, there's a series right now. Oh, no, but the, movie, read, the original the movie, movie, the original, the original movie. movie I, I, I was kind of into, right? I, I got to be honest with you. I wasn't okay. like a huge, fan of it but well here's the thing is is when if, if you can sit down and read it it's a great story but watching so it watching it is yeah. kind of bland right right so this right. is the thing is that when you look at the cgi compared with the storytelling why can't i have both right so 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 my opinion your original question about it at all yeah. is, is that like you know I, I i think i like the old stuff and i like the new stuff um to go on a different like a not See, a movie like Taxi Driver, to me, could be a comic book movie. Totally. 
it could, there's so many you know and, what's and, the new, new comic it, book movie is a new rambo is a new comic book right movie. but wait wait so 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 taxi driver is kind of like a comic book movie let's let's step forward on that the joker what that is like how how mirrored to taxi driver is that totally. and that that's my point you had a character back in the day and and that was we just watched that what was the year of taxi driver Lonnie? I want to say it was 80. No, no, 70. Oh, sorry. It was early, yeah, 73 or 70. It was early right. 70s. But you you could have took that character and evolved him into somebody like the Joker, man. Wow. He just killed all these people and got away with it. And the camera work in that movie was just... It's funny because the, the people just didn't... Uh... The movies were such a different experience then. It was like mm-hmm. it was that movie, and then you had seen it like was Jaws. an experience. You nailed it right there. It was right? an experience, and, and so it. But it's also the like the the mask intake of movie going wasn't what it is. I mean, you started with Jaws. You started getting the bigger blockbusters, so they had to make more screens, and movies had to explode. Yeah. So. It is interesting. Um, I would. I'm sure the the Quentin Tarantino's of the world that have studied film like crazy can walk us through a character that was developed over four movies or something. Right. But that patience for the common person. Now you go into a Marvel movie, you go into something or Jack reach or even, or you go into one of these, you know, John wicks or something. People go, well, they're probably going to make seven more Bjorn, uh, you know, the born identity. They're going to make five more. But mm-hmm. then it was like, you can't really make obviously a sequel to tax driver. Did they have the insight to like make Travis Bickle like a, you know, a character they could have no, but, done over seven movies. I don't know. But no, but it, what's but, his name went back to uh just blanking on name. So <laughs> the actor, De Niro. De Niro went back to the director, Scorsese. Oh, Scorsese, yeah. And said and at early 90s said, we got it, we got to pick this up again. And Scorsese, no, it's done. No, we're not doing it. But De Niro actually went to him and said, Man, I got it all sketched out. Let's like, let's let's continue this. And it's funny they could probably do it uh, now because uh, like when maybe when he went back to it, I have to study on when De Niro went back to it. But even in the '90s, there was still a bit of like, you know, even there was still some campiness to a lot of things that were going on. Oh, the '90s and, and the comic book sucked in the '90s too. Like that, you know what I mean? And so it would have been bad timing. It would have been just bad timing. Whereas I think now more than ever, it's the best time to be creative. Oh, it is so, for sure. Because because your you outlets know, are on like it, again. My theory about having your creativity in your hand, and if you don't, it could be a ball, it could be a chunk of mud, it could be a rock, it could be whatever. You can do right. anything. If you don't throw it, it's not going anywhere. And now all I got to do is go did it did it upload, share. Yeah. Like that's all you got to do now. It's yeah. a, it's incredible. There's so many ways to tell stories. Like, There's yeah. so many ways to tell and to fund them too, it. and to fund them too. So it's very interesting, and I, um. Cause my kids are coming through it now and Alex is, you know, my little guy's coming through it and he's watch. he'll watch like, well, what Batman is this? Or, and I'll make sure he's watching all those because I want him to see sort of like the different uh, arc. And I want him to see the different ways that they were telling stories and, mm-hmm. and he's reading comics now and I'll go, you know, at night before bed and he'll read a comic and, Oh, I read this and then I read this, but this is going to continue into this. It's just funny watching him sort of wrap his head around it at nine and go, mm-hmm. oh, well, I can't, you know, the next one's coming out. And so it's is he old to enough watch. to watch, is he old enough to watch the, the newest Batmans? 
Yeah, we show, I've shown them the new Batman. Oh, cool. See, I don't know anymore. Yeah. It's fun. I have students who are like, hey, no, man, it's, hey, man, do you watch The Walking Dead? The kid's like, I'm nine. No, I don't even know what that is. No, I, I let him watch the Batmans because it was my, you know, actually, he hasn't actually seen, um, uh, he, he hasn't actually seen, uh, he saw The Dark Knight, but um, was it Dark Knight Rises? He hasn't actually seen that, at least. That's with Bane? Yeah, not with me. But um, I, I just think that we just, he's been so jammed up with Avengers and things like that that it's just, we'll get to it. Yeah. So it's just a funny thing. So where, um, I guess I'll let you go. You got some drawing and stuff to do, but what's, what's going on? Uh, where, where do you want to go with, with machete comics? Is this, so oh, it's going to be that's... huge. So it's going to be first is comic books. Then it's going to be trade paperbacks. Then it's going to be cartoons and it's going to be TV shows. Then it's going to be a big movie. And then I'll be dead. And I'll leave my <laughs> legacy for, for somebody else to, to pick up after me. I'm hoping that I can bring in, uh, I'm, I'm hoping I can I can bring this in. Well, something just popped up here. Sorry. Uh, okay. Oh, sorry. So I'm uh, yeah. This this is going to be my legacy. I'm thinking. But you know, I thought the band was going to be my legacy, and I thought my school was going to be my legacy, and maybe it will all be my legacy. Maybe it'll all be wrapped up in one thing. But as I say, you get when you get to your your mid to late forties, man, you start to you start to want to just slow down. Um, but uh, the other thing too is it's all under my control. It will be as popular and it'll be as big as I want it to be. As hard as yeah. I work at it is what it's going to happen, right? And I'm going to surround myself with the right people, and uh, I'm going to have a comic company. It's going to be Machete Comics, which is pretty great. And I and I, uh, I don't dare, I don't want to say like, ha, have you researched what that's going to take? I'm assuming well, I've, you I've know. lived it. I know you know because I know you've I went lived to it. I just it. mean like, is there like, it's changed. The distribution's changed. Everything's yeah. changed. Can you go strictly online with it? What are you thinking in your brain here? Oh, no, I want printed copies just to have printed yeah. copies. Any advice I've gotten or any kind of uh, thing I've read up on is, is at least do, do, a, do a couple issues by yourself because it's doable. You could have it so people can, you don't have to print an issue until people buy it, man. Like, you know, I'm sure. not, you don't even have to put any money up. It's crazy. You know, I could just make t-shirts. <laughs> That's the only thing I'd have to spend money. I was like some kind of promo kind of thing like that. I know uh, when I went to, um, you know, the Vancouver, um, fan expo, uh, the fan expo, uh, obviously there's like, there's like comic alley where everyone's got all their own comics. Yep. So it's just crazy. And there's all these artists. There's one girl that draws, does something for Samantha every single year and nice. stuff. She's got like six prints by her, which is really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, I mean, it seems really great. Like it seems like everyone's thriving or, or there's room. Mm-hmm. you know, there's room to do it, which is cool. And I think you got a good relationship in Kingston. You got a great place to launch it to, yeah. which is awesome. So I can't wait to see it, man. Right on brother. Great. It's going to be great. And I can drink, uh, beer. I can drink beer while I do it and watch whatever I want on the TV. So it's, that's right in front of you. What the so, hell, uh, man, why wouldn't I want to do this? Right. Uh, tell us about the guitar lessons. Tell us where they can find you online. Oh yeah. Uh, we'll send people to there. Oh, oh yeah. My guitar lessons. No, <laughs> that's right. There's all that too. <laughs> oh, where can you find me online? Chris Machete. Just, just put Chris Machete in Google. I'm the only Chris Machete out there. You'll find my guitar lessons. I, I have YouTube stuff on there. I'm on the Dean Blundell network. We got to load up a couple more lessons there this week. Um, yeah. Awesome, man. Well, he's my long time, long time friend. Where I'm not even going to put into the years. Uh, he's uh, uh, got an amazing world there. He's got an amazing wife. He's got an amazing life. And uh, thank you. Happy to have you, my friend. So thanks for joining me on the Brenton on not on tour quarantine home edition. <laughs> Talking comics. We'll have you back and we'll pick it up soon. Thanks, man. Bitchin'.
Hi, I'm Mercedes Nickel, four-time Winter Olympian and host of Dropping In, a podcast with Mercedes. This is a podcast where I interview a bunch of different people. I get the good, the bad, and the ugly, as well as I share my stories along the way. Now you can drop in at droppingin.com or subscribe on Apple, Spotify, and YouTube. I'll see you soon. I'm Connie Teeson, the host of Broadcast Dialogue, the podcast. We focus on Canada and the challenges facing Canadian radio and TV, as well as highlighting those moving the industry forward from podcasting and streaming to new broadcast tech. Check us out at broadcastdialogue.com or your favorite podcast app.